welcome to Buzzing About Romance podcast. I'm Becky. And I'm Leah. In case you're wondering, we're a podcast. I had to add it in just to, you know. I like how there's like a slight like pause there because you're like, should I say this? You know. And you just went for it. I did. I did. Um, so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we're going to be celebrating Christmas in July, Buzzing About Romance style. We are putting a Christmas romance novella series to the diehard test this year. Um, we are joined by podcast contributors Carolina, Rachel, Lindsay, and Heather. But I do want to take a minute and give a special shout out to Nikki, who joined us last year for this episode. Um, timing didn't work out for her to be a part of it this year, uh, but we expect her back next year. So mm -hmm. welcome to the diehard test, friends. Yay! Okay. <laughs> I watched Die Hard just for this, so I'm very excited. I'm very proud that you went that extra mile. I've never seen the movie. I, I, I know. only <laughs> seen it last year. <laughs> She's it's so good. I watched it like two hours ago. Now, but here's oh the gosh. real question, Lindsay. Would you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie now? Absolutely. It happened at Christmas time. There was a Christmas tree involved. Of course. My standards are low. <laughs> it's very festive and I like that movie. And um, you're talking to someone who thought that Jurassic World was a Christmas movie. I have watched that on Christmas, much to my family's dismay. Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so your standards are not super high for the Christmas movie. No. There was no Christmas tree in Jurassic World, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I mean, I was, so... These are the questions we ponder every day. Is there a Christmas tree in that movie? <laughs> I mean, there are people who deck like leave their tree up and then decorate it for every holiday. So, I mean, Jenny Kate yeah. does that. Have mm -hmm. a Jimmy Kate. I. Yeah. Yeah, Serenade does too. Yeah. I probably okay. would, but my husband would say no. So, um my kids are lucky I decorate for Christmas, so. <laughs> um, I couldn't handle the clutter, like just too much. So God, no. for this episode, we are talking about the Reindeer Falls novella series by Janet Astin. Um, this is a six book Christmas novella series that takes place in the fictional town of Reindeer Falls, Michigan, where they take Christmas very seriously. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now some more seriously than others a little fun fact the town of reindeer falls is based on a real place that i have been to and rachel has been to it is based on frankenmuth michigan the home of bronner's christmas store how did i not know that <laughs> how did you not know that the best and you said thing that and she was like what what yep she like just went there last there. year <laughs> oh it's a fun little from Bronner's all the time it is a fun little town um outside north of ann arbor michigan and um it's the decorations in the town are very bavarian um and they have these restaurants there's zenders or schmitz that have what we call pig out chicken. It's all you can eat. It's served family style. And they have this like broasted pressure cooked chicken. And they serve this chicken and noodles with saltine crackers in it. 
crumbled on it. It's so good, you guys. I Sounds really it. good. Making me hungry. It's know, so seriously. good. Mm. Mashed potatoes, but it's all served family style. You sit down and they just say, how many people do you have? And that's how much food. And they just keep bringing it. Oh, that's awesome. It's so yummy. Mm. Anyway, we'll add that to the road trip list. Fascinating. <laughs> so if you haven't ever been to Frankenmuth, Michigan, that is what Reindeer Falls is based on, is Frankenmuth. So a little fun fact for you. Oh. You learn something new every day when you listen to our podcast. You do. We're like <laughs> educational. We should have an educational. We should. Yeah. Like, you know, remember in the 90s, 80s and 90s, the TV, it would say educational in the top corner mm -hmm. we need like an educational note on our show we can just start putting it there we could okay leah tell everybody what is the die hard test the die hard test is every christmas we are often confronted with the great debate is die hard a christmas movie yes yes it is and if you don't think it is you're wrong <clears throat> So much sassiness here for this episode. I don't even know what we're going to do. It's also a romance. It gives you a happily ever after. It's true. But this year we're going to do it a little bit different. So instead of deciding if these books are truly Christmas or Christmas adjacent movies, we are going to break them down with some key points from Die Hard itself. We are going to ask a series of Die Hard inspired questions. And you will say if your hero or heroine would be up for the challenge. For example, would your hero climb through the air ducts to save your heroine? So um, the books were assigned as follows. Book one, The Boss Who Stole Christmas was assigned to me. Book two, If You Give a Jerk a Gingerbread was assigned to Carolina. Book three, The One Night Stand Before Christmas was assigned to Heather. Uh, book four, Elves with Benefits, was assigned to Lindsay. Book five, One Night with the Nutcracker, was assigned to Leah. She actually really stole it because of the Christmas goats. Mm -hmm. If we're just really honest. Say, it was not assigned. <laughs> I claimed it. Um, and book six of the series, The Bachelor on the Shelf, was assigned to Rachel. So each of I us read. I was so nervous. You're so nervous? I read the wrong one. I was so nervous. I was he just read like the waiting wrong one. for you to say my name. I was like, I hope I didn't read the wrong one. I only I sent right like one. 15 emails. <laughs> it like spelled I out. I got oh, them all. I, I, read. And I, I read think we should all. note this whole series is on Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. so, it is. Yes. And they're novellas. They take about an hour and a half to read. If that. Right. And they're fun. Mine, they're mine told me it was fun. 40 minutes. It was a 40 minute read. Yeah. So I mean, we can't was... all read like Leah, but right. true. I'm just saying. They are fun. Janet Aston is very funny. Mm -hmm. yeah, she really she is very funny. And I think this series, so the first group of books came out at Christmas of 2019, I think. And the second group of books just came out. This last year, 2020. I think it was 2020 and then 2021. Wasn't it two years in a row? Mm -hmm. Let's look it up. I'll look, look it, up. it up. I'm on it. Um, I think it was 2019 for the boss. So they were released in groups of three. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And they are single point of view, but they're so short and so funny. You won't be disappointed with that. The only thing that drives me bonkers is the covers are different from volume Mm -hmm. one to volume Mm -hmm. two. That's true. Uh, 19 and 21. Yeah. Thank you. But like the three books in 2019 kind of have the same theme. And then Mm -hmm. the three books in that released in 2021, like look the same. So yeah. Um, and the first three books are three sisters. Right. Yep. And, and the, the second, second three, three books are brothers. Are three. Yes. And they are delightfully grumpy. Okay. So let's just start off with our questions. At the end of all of our questions, we will go over um, about our thoughts on our individual books and our series and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and some of the main tropes. So we could do that first. Should we do that first? Talk about what are the main tropes in each of our books? Kind of yeah. who are things. Is. Okay, so I'll start with book one, The Boss Who Stole Christmas. My heroine's name is Holly Winters. Her hero's name is Nick St. Croix. She loves Christmas. Nick is a Scrooge. Nick is the new CEO and owner of the Flying Reindeer Toy Company that he inherited from his uncle. And Holly's whole dream in life has to been to work for the toy company. And Nick is ruining her job, ruining her life. And he is just the worst. And then the next book in the series is um, If You Give a Jerk a Gingerbread. And this is one of Holly's sisters. So you go, Carolina. So this is... um... (laughs) So this is, I think she's the young, she's the youngest sister, she is. Um, Ginger Spice Winter, and she, um, her hero is Keller James, and he is actually a celebrity, they're both bakers, um, and they're, but they both end up being in this um, gingerbread bake-off competition, so there's a little competition, I would say kind of like a workplace-ish um, baking thing, and um but he's a celebrity chef because he has a show on the food network and everything like that um and he's british so okay book three heather the one night stand before christmas okay so this is another the other sister her name is noelle eve winter and she works at like the um community center and she's in charge of the Uh, she doesn't call them elderly, but she kind of does all the programming for the silver sneakers crew. And, um, one of the ladies is trying to set her up with her grandson and, um, her friend bailed on her coworker. And so sort of like this mistaken identity, uh, this Teddy fills in as Santa and her and Santa just have like a one night stand. (laughs) The silver sneakers in that book are feisty. Mrs. Carrington is the grandma everyone wants to have. For sure. (laughs) Um, So, Lindsay, book four, Elves with Benefits. So this starts volume two of Reindeer Falls. Yes. So our heroine is Maggie Harrison. She is a Christmas cop. She is also the town realtor. Her primary job in the holiday season is to ensure everyone is meeting the town compliance codes for holiday cheer and spirit and especially decorations 
Ryan Shepard has just inherited his uncle's house. He is one of three brothers. So each of the brothers have inherited something from their um, uncle and he has inherited the house. He is under Christmas violation because he has not decorated and his house is on Candy Cane Lane. And it is very serious to have a house on Candy Cane Lane without decorations. Um, so it's an enemies to lovers story. Um, it starts out, you know, she is constantly harassing Ryan about his lack of Christmas decorations. She takes her job probably a little too far, um, but you know, she nitpicks at him and it's really fun. It's a really fun, <laughs> it's a really fun read. <laughs> She, yeah, she takes her job seriously. Like, she's a little, yes. she's an intense Christmas cop. She writes him many citations. Like he <laughs> has a, um, you know, a handful of these Christmas tickets, like special little tickets that he thinks are a joke. But uh, anyway, it's it's very funny. Um, okay, Leah. So one night with a nutcracker is book five. Okay, so. Mine are Sutton Stewart and Jake Shepard. Jake has inherited some land, which is kind of like an old farm, but it hasn't been used forever. And Sutton is squatting with her goats at the farm. And he wants to make, like, turn the farm into a golf course. And she's not happy about it. It's delightful. She has a goat named Linus, people. Linus. And Farmer John is a female goat. It's a, the goats are the best part. Okay. But yeah, so they do not get along. She is very grumpy. Well, she's mad at him. He's super grumpy. It's just, it's so good. Um, okay, Rachel, you are book six, The Bachelor on the Shelf. Okay, so I have the third shepherd brother named Carter. He inherited his uncle's dog, the heroine in the story is Lexi, and she had been watching the dog. She, the dog is her dog's soulmate. She wants the dog. She's super upset. Um, they also went to high school together. Carter is a famous professional baseball player. So they kind of come to an agreement that if she helps him out of his image problem by being his fake fiance, she can get the dog. So she agrees begrudgingly to help him. And it's kind of like good girl, like bad boy type thing where she's the town librarian, like dresses like a librarian, all that stuff. And, you know, he's a bad boy baseball player with an image problem trying to get his um, like endorsement deal done. So fun. He's a dirty dog. It's such a fun read, though. It's so it fun. Is. Um, okay, so let's just start with our diehard gauntlet questions here. Um, these are all based off of things that happened within the movie that I thought would be an interesting um, conversation starter. So I'm going to ask you a question and then we'll just kind of go around and you'll say which one of your characters this might be. So first up, in the movie Die Hard, it is very clear that one of Mrs. McLean's co-workers is flirting with her and he is creepy and weird in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so, first question. Which one of your characters would flirt overtly with a coworker? So, we will just start at the bottom and go with Rachel. Which of my characters would flirt with a co- like a coworker? Yeah. Carter or, or Lexi? 
Carter for sure if we're picking one. Yeah, he's the flirt of the relationship. Yeah, I don't know that he'd flirt with one of his coworkers since he's a professional baseball player, but he's definitely more of a flirt than Lexi. <laughs> um, what about you, Leah? Which one of your characters would be flirting with a coworker? Oh, Sutton, definitely. She doesn't really have a filter, so she just kind of goes for it. What about you, Lindsay? Which one of your characters would be flirting with a coworker? Ryan, I say that because as soon as he meets her, he tries to flirt himself out of that ticket that, you know, the basically his front door full of tickets. So he would flirt with anybody. With anybody. <laughs> uh, Heather, which one of your characters is the flirt? Um, well, I would say the grandma, Mrs. Carrington, or if I have to pick one of the main ones, um, I would have to say Teddy for her. No, I think Mrs. Carrington is very right on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very feisty. She is. <laughs> um, Carolina, which one of your characters is most likely to flirt? Um, I would pick Keller um, because he has that whole like celebrity chef thing going on. The very charismatic guy. But really in this book, he really only wants to flirt with Ginger. It's really cute. Um, and I, I mean, I guess I would have to say Nick from my book, but really neither one of them is flirty. They're both very socially awkward in this book. Mm -hmm. Like he is so work driven and she just loves Christmas and hates him. (laughs) And all she cares about is toys. So neither one of mine are big flirters. Um, okay. Next question. And we will start this off with Leah. Which one of your characters would be a nervous flyer? So anyone that's watched Die Hard, they know that Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, is very nervous as they are landing in Los Angeles. And um, he's called out for being a nervous flyer. And then he flashes his gun. Um, so Leah, which one are you? I don't think either one of mine would be a nervous flyer unless you're the counting goats. the goats. The goats. The goats would be nervous flyers. I think Martha... Martha would definitely be the nervous flyer. Uh, Lindsay, is any of your guys going to be a nervous flyer? No, I picked Rudy the dog. He would probably be the least happy to fly. (laughs) Um, What about you, Heather? I think Noelle. I think it's because she likes to kind of be in control. So she would not like that. Yeah. Um, Carolina? I would go with Ginger. She has a plan and if things kind of go off plan, it like flusters her a little bit. She doesn't understand. So I would go with her. So in my book, they actually do fly to Germany from Michigan and Holly is nervous to fly. Um, She is not happy about this last minute trip and she is a little out of sorts. So, um, and what about you, Rachel? Either one of your, Um, any of your characters? I'd say Lexi probably. If I had to pick one, Carter probably flies a lot, so probably I wouldn't say him. I mean, he could be a nervous flyer, though. He could be, but if I had to pick one by personality, I think I'd pick Lexi. Lexi. So in the movie Die Hard, Argyle is a new limo driver, and it's such a funny scene. John McLean rides up front with him from the airport to the Nakatomi building. Which one of your characters would sit up front with a limo driver? And we will start with Lindsay. 
Maggie just because she would need to know how is he decorating his Christmas tree? How does <laughs> he take his cocoa? Like, is he in the proper amount of holiday spirit? Does he hold a steering wheel at 10 and two properly? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, um, Heather? Which one of your characters would sit up front in the limo? I would say both of them actually because I think Teddy would just like kind of like BS and be like oh kind of like get his story and then Noelle just because again the control thing like you're probably not going the right way (laughs) you know but Teddy Uh, probably. Carolina what about you? Um, I would say Keller he's got that charming charismatic like personality so he'd want to chit chat. Yeah. I think it would be Holly for my book because she is so invested and intrigued with everything about her, about what's in front of her. And she'd want to see all the places first. And I don't think she can, she just loves Christmas and going to Bavaria to the Christmas markets to where this Bavarian bear is being built. And she's doing this teddy bear cafe and she's enamored with all the town that is around her. So I think she would sit up front. Uh, what about you, Rachel? Which one of your characters would sit up front? I'd say Carter, because he just kind of does whatever he wants to do. And if he felt like sitting up front, he would do that. <laughs> Leah? Um, <clears throat> I think Jake, because he like wants that control and wants to know what's going on. And definitely would be a front seat driver passenger you know what I mean yeah no okay so next question who is the grumpiest character in your book John McLean in this book is incredibly grouchy but he's trying he has shown up to California to try to to see his daughter for Christmas and to reconnect with his wife his estranged wife but he's kind of a jackass (laughs) and not Mm -hmm. impressed with the holidays um so who in your book is kind of a jackass and not impressed with the holiday? Um, we will start with you, Miss Heather. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know. You didn't have a Scrooge in your book? No. I think like Teddy is just sort of, um, he's so enamored with Noelle and like her Christmas spirit. Like, um, and he just sort of, I don't, like she can't do anything wrong like he's like your turtleneck is so sexy (laughs) I mean like that that's what he's those are like his exact words and like I don't know he's not grumpy not nobody was grumpy is so sexy Carolina oh go ahead no go go ahead Carolina Um, how sexy is your turtleneck Um, I would say the grumpiest character in my book is actually the sister Noelle because she is just there's overlap in the books between um, more so between book two and three so Mm -hmm. my book and Heather's book and Noelle's character like at that moment in the book she is just like flustered and grumpy and not happy (laughs) Mm. yeah I know what time you're talking about yeah So uh, my book, Nick, Nick St. Croix is, yeah, he's just a grouch. He hates Christmas. He did not want to run a toy company. This is not his dream. He has zero holiday happiness. 
He like needs glitter bombed with all the Christmas love. Like he needs 17 Christmas trees in his house. Honest. Um, okay, Rachel, who is the Scrooge's grumpiest? So I, this is a hard one. I don't really think either of them really. Carter's kind of a jackass, but I'm actually going to go with Lexi just because Carter planned all those like Christmassy dates and then I don't want to spoil anything, but, um, you know, Lexi almost ruined Christmas Eve, so we're going to go with her. <laughs> what about you, Leah? Who is the grumpiest person in your book? Uh, I'd say Jake. Like, he definitely is, comes off as, like, grumpier than anything, but they're not really scroogey. He's just a grumpy sort of, like, curmudgeon character. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, who's... Who's the grumpiest Ryan. person in your book? Ryan. And he is flat out called a Scrooge, miserly, Ebenezer, Grinch. <laughs> um, and there's a rumor in the street that he makes terrible cocoa. So oh. that's the worst. As the Christmas cop in town, Maggie really had her hands full with that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, John McLean has a gun because he's a police officer. And if your character was to be held hostage or be in a fight, what would your character have to defend themselves with? So um, we're going to start with Carolina. What would your character have to defend themselves with? Okay, I have two things. Um, either it would be a rolling pin, you know, because they're bakers. Both of them are bakers. Right? But there's a moment when... Keller comes over to Ginger's apartment and she makes him tea. And there's a big moment where it's like, he has like, it has to be made in a kettle, not in like heating up water in the microwave. So he heats up, she heats up tea in the kettle. So I would also say a tea kettle with like hot water and it would be another weapon. <laughs> would be another weapon. Yeah. Um, for me, Holly is a huge crafter. Like she creates this intricate advent calendar for herself and so i know sister's got some crafting shears on her and those things are dangerous and sharp so mm -hmm. i think she is defending herself with crafting shears um rachel what what is being used to defend themselves in your book well carter would use a baseball bat <laughs> and then um i think lexi could use like the bookcases at the library a book just like start just the whole bookcase book no just shove the bookcase on them <laughs> start pelting them lock the door with the bookcase Case. all the, all the options <laughs> what about you leah what would be used as a weapon um a pitchfork for mucking the goat stalls i thought you were gonna say like goat milk squeezed in the <laughs> eye or something <laughs> I mean, that would work too. Are you weaponizing? I mean, she does have like burners and stuff, but yeah, she's a pitchfork. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, what's your weapon? A Christmas romance novel. Or <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this girl does not have enough weaponry on herself. She just has like a she has her obsession with all things Christmas. Like, Christmas novels. She's always convincing her friends to read them. She has cookies in her purse, even for dogs. So like this girl is well prepared. 
<laughs> with you know the holiday cheer but not necessarily weaponry <laughs> so funny um heather what is the weapon of choice for your characters um i would say that noelle either has like a clipboard for her job you know like she keeps those silver sneaker guys on track or i can see her with like a big old purse like you know just carries <laughs> all the junk right the only thing i think teddy would have would be like a laptop for his job or you know because otherwise he's in a santa suit so that's i would say that yeah okay so these two questions kind of go together a little bit um which one of your characters would make a bomb and which one could hack a security system so i will go first Mm. And I would say Holly, being the crafter, could totally make a bomb. She could totally make a bomb. It might shoot glitter, but she could make a bomb. Um, but And I also think she's the one who would hack the security system. Nick is a, not necessarily a details guy, so I don't know if he could really get in and, you know, do the work to hack. So, um, Rachel, who could build a bomb? Who could I, hack a system? I kind of think Lexi for both. Like she could use her skills as a librarian to look up how to do all those things. Yeah. I think Carter would just try to have his assistant do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Leah? Who could make a bomb and who could hack a system? I think Jake could hack the system <clears throat> because he's definitely a more computer savvy and um, Sutton would be making the bomb because she's very hands-on and i mean she has all that goat milk and manure and all those fun things so she's halfway there what about you Lindsay? who would make a bomb and hack a system ryan is an architect so he would definitely be the one to make the bomb um maggie she would not necessarily hack the system she would just create a massive diversion with her abundance of holiday spirit (laughs) so there would be no need no need to hack security system what about you heather who in your book would be making a bomb or hacking a system so i think um teddy would be hacking a system he's like i don't know on the computer so i think he's more computer savvy um but noelle like i I think she's kind of she's kind of feisty so i think she could do a bomb probably with anything (laughs) probably everything that's in her big giant purse Mm -hmm. (laughs) What about you, Carolina? Who's hacking systems and creating bombs in your book? Um, I think Ginger would probably be making the bomb because she's super creative with her baking um, concoctions and bakery items. So I think she would figure that out. For hacking the security system, I would go more towards Keller only because I think he would have the resources to hire somebody to hack the system. That's fair. Okay, next question. Um, Which one of your characters would you want by your side in a hostage situation? So if you haven't watched Die Hard, you really should. As Lindsay found out, it's a phenomenal movie. Um, (laughs) But the building is taken hostage by all the Hans people. Um, Hans Furter or whatever. Gerber. 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 Gosh, anyway. Furter. His name is Frankenfurter. <laughs> so anyway, there's a hostage and people are getting on each other's nerves very quickly as they are being held um, in the middle of their Christmas party. 
So if you had to pick one character in your book that you want to be held hostage with, who do you want to be held hostage with? So we're just going to go backwards now. Carolina, who do you want to be held hostage with from your book? I would take Keller. He's pretty like calm and cool and like just kind of goes with it, but just I I would pick him. Like he would need to calm me down. Yeah. Heather. I would say Teddy. Uh he's very calm and uh very observant. And so I have a feeling that he would be able to figure out a way to get us out of there. Lindsay. Maggie, the girl is persistent, so I feel like my chances of survival would be very high. (laughs) (laughs) That or she would annoy everybody else and be shot first and you would survive. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) One or the other. Leah, who do you want to be held hostage with? I'm going to take Linus the goat. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll have milk. Uh, From the boy goat. With the milk. I don't know. Rachel, who do you want to be held hostage with? Um, I guess Carter, because I think I'd be freaking out and he would keep me more like level-headed and have some Lexi laughs. would not do that. No, me. Lexi and I, I think would be too similar. It would not be good. Um, and I'm going with Nick's sister. I can't think of her name at the moment but i would pick his sister because she is the head of hr and she is a planner she knows things and she's manipulative and i'm pretty sure she would save us all in that uh, in that kind of situation okay let's look at this from the other side who in your book is likely to take a building hostage so <laughs> pretty sure we know who in heather's book but you tell us heather which one of your characters is likely to hold people hostage i think miss carrington for sure the grandma (laughs) until she gets her way yeah (laughs) Lindsay, who would take a building hostage brian in my story he is literally holding a building hostage from christmas cheer (laughs) he is the worst (laughs) worst Lindsay is in like such the christmas spirit and i feel so bad that it's only july (laughs) (laughs) it was perfect like it all worked out so well i have the right attitude for the episode today you totally do leah who would hold a building hostage in your book um sutton would definitely do that because she is just a little bit crazy when it comes to her goats and all things squatty Um, and what about you, Rachel, who would hold a building hostage? Lexi. I think if I had to pick one, I'd pick her. Um, for me, I think it's Nick because he is kind of holding Holly hostage a little bit, um, with her plans for the teddy bear cafe and stuff. And so he's kind of an ass. I think he would, he'd hold people hostage. What about you, Carolina, who in your book would take a building hostage? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't think there's, I mean, I'm going to pick the sister again, Noelle, because at that point in the book, she's angry. Like, yeah. So that's fair. Um, Okay, so 
Part of the reason that the Nakatomi building has been held hostage is there is gold in a vault. And do you have a character or what item from your character's book would they use to break into the vault? Um, and we will start at Lindsay. They would not break into the vault. Maggie would be way too distracted leaving citations for violation of Christmas code because the vault was not decorated. So they would never break in. <laughs> Um, Leah? I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Well, I don't know. Okay. The goats. It would be the goats. The, the goats. goats would do it. <laughs> Ram mm -hmm. their heads into the vault. Uh, no goats were harmed in the recording of this episode, just so we're all clear. It would be Farmer John, the female goat. <laughs> Rachel, who in your book, or what item or whatever in your book would be used to break into a vault the library the library yeah like you could research like on a computer or i'm sure there's books about mechanics and all but that they could use the computers to break the code to get into the vault yeah. all kinds of options in the library <laughs> I think my item would have to be like teddy bears. Somehow the teddy bears would be used, some kind of uprising There's of the machines, toys. There's machines like in the toy factory though. They could use like they could. They could take but a machine. It's the apart. cafe, the teddy bear cafe. Um or maybe they cuz um Holly goes to the Christmas market and gets drunk on the wassail, so maybe mm -hmm. they use the wassail mm -hmm. to break into the to the vault. Uh Carolina do you have an item uh, they would use? The obvious item would probably be like a candy thermometer because, you know, the pointy end, they could kind of like pick yeah. the lock. But if, if, you know, it's a cooking competition. So if it's a progressive cooking competition, they could also pull the liquid nitrogen that wasn't mentioned in the story. So I'm kind of going off here At and just hoping that they have it, you know, maybe yeah. they make ice cream with it. So they freeze the door off. That's, that is smart using the things around them. Um, Heather, what would your people use to break into a vault? Um, I think either Nick would just like probably Google it or Teddy, I mean, would just Google it and figure it out or somehow one of Noelle's Christmas trees because she has a lot of them. A lot of them. Um, the hook from the ornaments. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so what would be your character's catchphrase to taunt the bad guys because oh, in the movie die hard <laughs> um john mclean says yippee kaye motherfuckers um so what would be your i couldn't person? think of one like i honestly like you when can't I rephrase a christmas saying no mm. <clears throat> No. Okay. Not. I'll go first. I think my person's catchphrase would be teddy bears for everyone. Motherfuckers. That would be mine. <laughs> I have mine too. Okay. They're, go on, Heather. Well, because they had a one night stand when he was dressed up as Santa. And I'm not spoiling it because that's the prologue. Uh -huh. um, I think their catchphrase would be like, I'm putting you on the naughty list. 
because he kept telling her, I'm going to put you on the naughty list. And she's like, he did. Look, what if I want to be on the naughty list? So you're, we're going to put you on the naughty list, mother first. There you go. Yeah, that's what I think they'd say. Carolina, do you have? She kind of has this saying throughout the book a couple times. And I'm going to use the, the, the latest version of it. Um, <laughs> it's really not for to taunt a bad guy, but it's just funny. Uh, stop Regency romancing me and bring me a scone. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I mean, really, you can make any taunt. Anything sound like a taunt if you just add MFers. Lindsay? Yeah, right. So... Mine would be you're in contempt of Christmas because Maggie <laughs> literally writes a citation for Ryan that says he's in contempt of Christmas. And it becomes like a ongoing thing between the two of them being in contempt of Christmas. That's so funny. Uh, Rachel, do you have a saying? Can't like think of one. What about like check out mother? <laughs> she's a librarian your books are overdue (laughs) (laughs) not creative but i i like so your books are overdue i think that would be a great one i'm giving you an extra 10 cents a day (laughs) in our daily lives now rachel or leah did you come up with one yet no i got nothing the goats will get you the goats will get you we won't let the goats do yoga with you <laughs> it's true okay so here is the final three questions did this series have enough christmas for you would you recommend this series and do you have a favorite within the series for those of you that haven't read the whole series you can just say whether or not it was your book if your book had enough christmas if you would recommend this book um and you know did you enjoy it so i will go first um I love this series. I think it has tons of Christmas in it. The books are so funny. And um, I do recommend this series. It's one of the few Christmas reads that I really love. And um, I actually think that my favorite in the series is the elves with benefits. Because the heroine in that book is so fun. She's so over the top Christmas. And I love that about her. Um, what about you, Carolina? Um, yes, this series definitely had enough Christmas. Um, I've only actually read the first three. Um, and, but I loved all of them. I think they just each had a different spin and perspective of Christmas. You know, like we all have different things that we love and, and, um, appreciate about the holidays and find joy in and different traditions that we, that anchor ourselves for it. So I think that featured that really well. Um, I would definitely recommend the series. Um, it's novellas. It's fun. It's whimsical. It's playful. It's silly. I was laughing a lot of times. My husband kept looking at me funny and is like, "It just go with it. Um, it was a funny part in the book. And um, of the first three books that I read, I would actually have to say the one, uh, the one that I was covering today, if you give a jerk of gingerbread, because I don't know, I'm a foodie. So all the baking and all those ideas just so were know- super cute. As Leah and I were assigning these, I was like, give her the baking one because she is the foodie. She loves all yeah. the cooking and all the stuff. So. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, now I want that recipe. Now I want to make that. <laughs> <laughs> and what? and it, and I have I have to say, it's also super cute at the end in the baking challenge, what Keller does for Ginger 
um, they have to make a gingerbread house. It's really like that moment, what he makes. Oh my God, super cute. It's a little swoony. It's super swoony. Um, Heather, what about you? Did this have enough Christmas? Would you recommend it? And did you have a favorite in the series if you've read them all? Yeah, so I think this has a really good amount of Christmas. It definitely, you couldn't take the Christmas out at all. Like, it's just really about Christmas. I've only read the first three books um, because I read them the year they came out. So it's been a while. Um, I do like the characters um, that I did the night, the one night stand before Christmas, but that's kind of like my jam. I kind of like the one night stand and they're super cute. I will tell you though, don't start at number three because it will ruin books one and two, like how they wrap up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay, Lindsay, did this have enough Christmas for you? Would you recommend it? Yes, it had a lot of Christmas. I would describe it as Christmas with pink frosting, the same way that Maggie describes the bakery. (laughs) In the book, um, tons of Christmas, tons of holiday spirit, especially in the book that I read because she is the town cheer, Christmas cheer, please. She's in charge of making sure everyone is properly enthusiastic for Christmas. Um, I didn't read all the books in the series, but you know what, the ones that I did read, they were just really good holiday rom-coms. There were so many laugh out loud, funny moments. It was really fun, very quick reads. Um, okay, Leah, enough Christmas recommend favorite. Um, yes, my book was kind of Christmas light it, in itself, but if like, as you read the series, it makes sense. So, like, this is her busy time of the year, like, and it's like Christmas, but, um, but overall, like the series, like all six books are very Christmas heavy and they definitely like pass the diehard Christmas test. Cause like, it is the main focus of them. And I think my favorite is the boss who stole Christmas. Cause I just really like how grumpy he is. He is so and also grumpy. is the first one. And it's just like, it's kind of like started the whole like ordeal. And I just really, really like that. But um, everybody should read these. They're okay, really Rach. Uh, enough Christmas recommend favorite. Yeah, I think it had enough Christmas. I also think mine was a little Christmas light. Like there was some Christmas dates, but that was definitely not like, And I think there was, like, more Christmas in the first three books Mm -hmm. than the second three, but it was still, like, plenty of Christmas. It's definitely a Christmas romance. Um, I would definitely recommend all six of them. I would read them in order. I'm always going to tell you to read things in order, but I for sure think you should read them in order. Like, you could read the second three separately from the first three, Mm -hmm. but you need to read each set in order. And I, I think my favorite is either the boss who stole Christmas or if you give a jerk a gingerbread, one of those two. The baking is one favorite. is really good. There's another series of novellas that is done by M. O'Keefe, Julie Chris, and Doyle. Um, S. Doyle. S. Doyle. And it's it, the first three books are based in a baking series, like a they're confined together and they have to bake like a Christmas cookie competition and that is such a fun three novella series a reality tv type thing um that I love too and because that baking is my favorite part of Christmas so I think the give the jerk a gingerbread is pretty fun 
Um, okay, so that finishes our Die Hard gauntlet. Um, we do recommend that you try this series out um, and, you know, spend some time Christmasing for uh, July, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Maybe do some Christmas shopping and surprise yourself. <laughs> right? Everybody should go buy themselves Christmas presents in July. Sure. Yeah. But you get them right now. <laughs> oh, that's that is right an early Christmas present. That is a threat that my heroine actually imparts on her friends that she will take it out on their Christmas in July gift if they don't adhere to Christmas protocols. Oh. So. <laughs> He's pretty wow. feisty in that book. She's um, very feisty. Okay, so contributors are going to stick around for our outros and we are going to ask them for their books of the week. Um, just real briefly, you guys can tell us what you're reading right now that you've loved. Uh, but first, we have to get through some business stuff. Um, mm. There is a special entry for summer reading at the bottom of our show notes each week. We are going to ask you a question specific to this episode. Once you listen all the way through, you will want to go to our on-the-shelf show notes for this episode and enter the answer. Um, this will be an extra entry for those listening to the podcast. We do ask that you not share this or tag us on social media for this. Just answer the question for an extra entry in our on-the-shelf show notes. Okay. And we need your help. We are working on an upcoming episode and we need some song recs. We're looking for your favorite songs from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and current hits. Um, you can check out our website, website bookcaseandcoffee.com backslash music to give us your song ideas. And we have a interesting episode that we're going to do with that. Um, so it is now week nine summer reading week challenge nine. week nine. I know all the people right now looking at me that are part of this episode are rolling their eyes because they are not putting their entries. And some people have completely derailed from their summer reading plans. Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> she went off the rails. I was going to uh, get all the points and now I'm getting no points. That's <laughs> you just have to read books and put them in on the website. That is it that is the minimum to do like you just read this book go put it in on the website it's an entry that's um, true you what that's why i have no points oh my gosh okay um <laughs> it's week nine summer reading sponsoring authors are debut author aaron la rosa and sawyer bennett and some people like amanda are having a whole summer of sawyer mm -hmm. so um, she is deep diving into the rabbit hole. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of extra entries in that rabbit hole too. There is. Um, I will be one of us. Both of us will be live July 25th on Instagram at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Aaron LaRosa. We had a happy hour a couple weeks ago with Sawyer Bennett that's up on YouTube and you can go over and watch that. Um, and we've been talking to her all summer, so she doesn't need any extra. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't um, but okay. it's that time for book book of of the the week, week. it's only like week 7283 and we still don't have an echo just accept it we're never getting the echo he does <laughs> he does everything else for us he does he does um so we're just gonna go around here Lindsay, do you have a book of the week just give us what you're reading what you loved and who's it's by 
So I'm finally reading the last book in the Edge series by Jay Salmon, The Edge of Chaos. Finally reading it. I'm about halfway through. I really like it so far. And I really love the meet cute, like how they meet in the bar on trivia night and um, that she's a trivia genius. So <laughs> yeah, I have been known to study for trivia in the past. So I really, I really enjoyed this one. Brecken and Rena are such great characters. Such great characters. Um, okay, Rach, what's your book of the week? Um, so I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, which I was very hesitant to do, but I get so much more done around the house now. So I'm sure Alex is happy. Um, I binged Layla Rain's backlist the, like this past week um you're good come texting me I seriously I was like I think I did three of her series I think it was it was a lot of books but her Fog City series is great it's five books the first three books are a trilogy same couple and then books four and five are two different couples and it's three siblings they're assassins so that's Mm -hmm. fun yeah okay Um, Heather, what's your book of the week? I am going back through the Vino and Veritas series on audiobook. I love it. And right now I'm reading Headstrong by um, Eden Finley. And it is so good. It's a bioawakening and it's a, a hockey player that just a college hockey player that recently came out. And it's very cute. There's a cow involved, lots of cows. Very cute. Um, Carolina, what's your book of the week? Um, well, I recently finished Watch Me Unravel, and Becky and I just talked about it um for a quick shot of romance. It is amazing. Listen to the episode, read the book, all the things. <laughs> it's like, a good one. So good. So good. It's a good one. Okay, Leah, what's your book of the week? Okay, so I, this is actually, I read it a couple weeks ago, but I had other books I was talking about, but Throne of the Horde King by Zoe Draven. It was the final book in the Horde King series, and it is so good. You guys have to got to read this series. Susan Stoker recommended it, and I went down that rabbit hole, and I yelled at her about it, but it was delightful. It's so She has been talking about this for weeks, you guys. Like, aliens, they have tear- tails, and... They do. It's All really, really good though. It's naughty so things. good. I cried, people. Like I cried because it was so like emotional. I was PMSing too, so that did not help. But like so funny. I, there were tears in the Horde King series. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, my book of the week is Duet by Julia Chris. Um, I'm on a Rockstar kick right now, and I tried a new to me author. And Julia, this was so good. It was a one night stand opposites attract. Um, Super mature characters with lots of respect for each other's life choices. So that was um, just really delightful. I really liked that. So um, and then, okay, what's next, Leah? Um, Next time we are discussing, um, we hope you will bring your appetite we are back with another trope talk and this time we're going to share the book recs that will wine and dine you to an hea we're talking foodie tropes romances so pubs breweries chefs wineries and restaurants
Okay. And so before we let you go, though, I do want to take a moment and say how truly grateful we are for our Patreon supporters like Demi, Nikki, and Carrie. Uh, You can join our community while helping to support the podcast by joining us over on Patreon. We'd like to hit our goal of 40 Patreon members by the end of the year. If you uh, are interested, you can find details at patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. Um, Thank you, everyone, for indulging my Die Hard and Christmas um, episodes once again in July. I appreciate all of you. So thank you. So until next time, everyone. Be reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.